People of Ghana, my lovely listeners, welcome back to the Kayas Association podcast. Today we have Phyllis. We are going to just, just, just you on the financial situations and the lifestyles of our Kaya women and children. Stay tuned for more. We'll be right back. to our podcast channel if you are new this is the kaya association podcast i am your host and i go by the name mary dazi and i'm here with miss Kwasan, mr eric and miss denisha so my dear listeners you can join our discussion by sending in your whatsapp messages on 0247239917 join me and my guests as we discuss about the financial situations of these kaya women because i know most of you have been wondering how these people earn each and every single day and what if there's no work what do they eat what how do they go about things so that's why my guests are here you can also join and i'll read your messages for you so speaking of the financial situations of these kaya women do you think the monies they earn or the monies we give to them the clients give to them when they enjoy their services is fair or not um, speaking about fairness, fairness is relative. Uh, some some Ghanaians are generous, and so if they invite them to carry their things for them, I think sometimes they charge them and they bargain. Some people can, at the end of the day, uh, taking their loot, the destination, they are able to give you a tip for whatever services you've rendered to them. So it depends. Oh, some people are not fair. Some people are fair to them. Okay, so. Just- just as Benes was saying, the Kaya business is same like other businesses. It depends on customer relations. So the amount that they are paid depends on the kind of relationship that they have with their customers. And because of the language barrier also, it leads to confusion as to how much to take and how much to take. But in the general sense, if Kaya ladies could be more polite in the request of their monies, I think we the clients will also be able to bear with them and then give them the money that they are asking. So are you guys trying to say charges per load depend on the weight, distance and the generosity of the customer? Of course. Some KIA also render services to market tradings, earning them additional income between 1 CD and 5 CD per day. Yeah, I think I have had experience with that. I have an auntie who sells at the market and she has uh, taken these some of these uh, Kaya girls that uh, every time she comes to the market they will come and help her bring her things outside uh, and when he closes they come and then help her pack the things back and uh, some takes every week and some also they will say at the end of the month you can give me this it's a kind of agreement that the person will have to go with uh, the one that they are supposed to, or they are going to work with. I think it's 
quite very reasonable. It's a good idea that they do that because with the work that they do with the Kaya business, I don't think they earn that much for them to stay with just that. It wouldn't be able to um, cover a lot of expenses. Living in Accra is not easy. There are a lot of expenses. So I don't think that sticking to just the money they make from the Kaya business will be okay. I think it's, it's very good that they, they, they dab into this too. This conversation is getting interesting. Let me read some messages from our lovely listeners. From Valerie, she says, It is unfair. They earn little to nothing every day and pay taxes in addition to that. Hmm, this is sheer wickedness. From AC, I like the fact that they help carry our things, but it's annoying when you carry your things to a short distance and when you give them something, they tend to fight you with when you know you are not cheating them. Oh, see what has somebody done to you before? To my guest, the boy is in your hands. You heard what um, Valerie and AC said about these sky and the payments and things. So what do you have to say about it? The thing is, um, in order to avoid clashes between the Kaya ladies and then their customers, I think the suggestion that before they enter their business, they should make an arrangement. You have to agree on the price, the discount and everything before they set up on their journey. So perhaps if you are giving me this load, I'll tell you that this load, I'm charging this to this place. So you, if you agree to that payment, and then we move on from there. If you don't agree, then you cancel the deal. Eric, I understand the points where you are coming from, but at times eh, you agree with them. This is it. Some of the clients are very difficult. Maybe when you ask, because the things were many and they want like they want to leave the place quickly. When you say maybe five C, they be like, oh yeah, I'll pay the five C. Now when they get to their destination, then they'll be like, nah, five C is there. And they also don't do to so. Meanwhile, you've agreed on like the amount you'll be paying. So you see, it makes the work difficult for these kind of women and children. You agree on it. It's not, it's, they agree on it before they do their work. You get one thing is also that um, if you uh, if the person has the things ready for you to carry, at that point, they might know how much they charge. But some tend to take them and then take them along as, as they buy the things, then they will be buying and then they will taking it, following them everywhere they go. So in that instance, after the whole thing, if they charge them, that is where the problem comes. Yeah. You understand? Yeah. I think it's actually, it will be unfair to stick to the same price when we keep moving and yes. say the distance you, you showed me, you said maybe this this pack, this lorry pack, and then we get there and it's actually further from uh, that particular place and the amount and the things you make me stop severally to buy more mm-hmm. things and add to the adding to the load that I was carrying already. And I think it's actually reasonable that they add more. Yeah, things. because when you get to Makola, maybe you get like a kaya, you will be like, oh, okay, I'll be buying things from here to here. Let's go, fine. Yeah. So now you start from the mall, we shop from the mall, then we shop, we go to Raleigh's Park, we go to Kantamas, we go to um, China Mall, and like where they've been taking their shoes and slippers like they've been taking her here and they're like two and four now when she says sensitive sensitive is proud i can't be it's less then you'll be like explain it to someone just listen i think like the solution to this misunderstanding and frustration is bargaining and understanding if you go you take a kayak you you need the services of a kayak and she renders it 
and you guys agree on a certain payment on a certain money and you feel you can't pay they are human beings like us they are human beings like you just tell them oh i don't have money please it's too much kindly reduce it for me they are humans they also have feelings they have emotions they will they will deduct it like they will reduce it even if not to what you want they can reduce it a bit for you that you can pay so i think just as everybody works and then at the end of the day they get paid for the services or whatever job they've done we should also begin to give respect to them as well and know that this is where their money comes from and whenever we ask for their services and they charge us we should just have a mutual understanding or agreement with them so that we bargain and they will understand just as we go to the market to buy things and bargain and at the end of the day we get a price that will favor the both of uh, the seller and the buyer we should do the same thing with our kaya women and i think it will be a healthy business okay so we are still on the discussion of the financial situation of these kaya women so i want to bring in an, an encounter i had with one lady at Makola. one day we went for shopping and we met her and i was asking her about the amount of money they earn every day and she was like on busy days like market days like wednesdays and saturdays they earn more like from 30 cities and above but the days that there are no work and stuff they earn as low as five cities but they have kids too so i've been wondering like you have kids some have two kids three five like even if it's one child you eat the child will also eat so if you are earning like 30 cities how much do you spend out of it accommodation hasn't come yet light bill water bill all these things haven't come into it now let's move on to like the tax paying i learned these higher ladies pay taxes how much do they earn and how much are these taxes that they pay for the taxes issue i think it's a big problem because i remember during the elections there were debates about the kaya paying taxes at the market and they say even the, i think the, the sitting government they made promises that if they come to power they will cancel the kaya paying taxes but then after election we've not seen anything and they forced them even like you see them struggling with the tax uh, receivers at the market square and sometimes it's really bad that someone even like you don't know as to whether the person ha- have gotten something to carry or has earned any form of money for that day then you force the person to pay and they pay like one city and 50 pesos or so so it's it's heartbreaking so this brings us to the question of who speaks for this family who talks for them who is their voice so that is why Kaya Association has been established. Okay, so moving on, we'll be talking about their lifestyle. Everybody has a lifestyle. No matter what you do, you have a lifestyle. And these Kaya people also have a lifestyle. So we'll be talking about it. Stay tuned. We'll be right Yeah, baby, yeah. and now I'm a moon, 
to our podcast channel if you are new welcome now i'm talking about their lifestyle i think i admire them a lot because they have this unity amongst them you see that uh, at, uh, at the markets sometimes you find someone having issue with the clients that they are working for and the other people will come to the defense of uh, their colleague in order to settle issues among them and there is love when it comes to them dealing with themselves and other stuff and because of uh, how people look down upon them sometimes you realize that they are very strong and they don't let anything bring them down or not motivate them to do whatever they are doing and i think it is an interesting thing I think to add up to what she said, in terms of their socialization, they are very close, like they are tied, they are united. As I said, when you go there, you are even speaking to one Kaya lady or child. You see, most of them will come, they want to know what has gone, like what is going on. Like, is there an issue? Is there something going on? So they are one, because when they see one talking to you, and they could see it's not about business, and you stand there for like some few minutes talking to other hair or like they come there and try and find out what is going on so i think that aspect of their lifestyle is really encouraging and nice because there's a saying that together we stand divided before and these people know this um at the H because they are really close okay so if you just tune in to our podcast we were discussing about the financial and lifestyle situations of the kaya ladies i would like to acknowledge our sponsors extreme fashion fitting sneakers and math glitters for your support thank you for helping us and thank you for supporting this program and i want to say a big thank you to my listeners thank you without you guys we can't do this thank you for staying with us through our discussion join us same time next week right on our podcast kaya association we are the voice for the voices thank you